Do you know that the Lord is your shepherd and you shall not want? Do you know that God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus? Do you know that your God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the power that worketh in you? Do you know that the spirit of the Lord is upon you and he hath anointed you? Do you know that Jesus said that whoever believes on him shall do the works that he did and even greater things because he goes to be with the Father? These are just a few of the words of the covenant of Abraham and our covenant through Jesus, both of which apply to us, the blood-washed, blood-washed children of God. You may think, those questions aren't necessary for me. I read the word daily. Actually, I read it several times a day. I already know what the word says. But, you know, sometimes that's just the problem. You feel that you already know what the word says. So as soon as the teacher set before you begins to read their text, you, because you know that you've read these texts before, tune him out when he begins to start speaking, he or she. But do you really know? Do you have the full understanding of what the word says? Okay, then do you have the wisdom to know what to do with the knowledge as you understand it? It's one thing to know something. It's a whole different thing to understand that same something, but the ultimate success comes in having the wisdom to know how and when to apply what it is that you know and understand. I know how to drive. I know when it comes to, when I come up to a red light, I'm supposed to stop. But if I don't know where the brake paddle is, the light is pretty much irrelevant to me because I got a bigger problem. But, okay, I've been driving a while, so of course I know where the brake pedal is. I understand that I have to apply it to stop. But wisdom says, okay, you're going this speed, the light is this far away, in order for you to stop without going into the intersection, you need to begin applying your brakes at this particular distance based on your speed. Wisdom is further needed based on the weather conditions. If the ground is covered with snow, for example, and I'm going 40 miles an hour, chances of me coming to a complete stop before the intersection, if I wait until I'm three feet from the intersection or from the light, chances are slim to none that I'm going to stop. So, okay, so we say you know, you understand what you know, and have the wisdom to apply what you know at the proper time. So then the question becomes, do you believe it? Because that's a whole different scenario altogether. And I know, you're saying, I know God loves me, Pastor Romina. I know he wants me whole, Pastor Romina. I know Jesus died that I may become the righteousness of God. I know all of the questions you asked. Well, now I've got another question. Well, if you know that, why are these things not manifesting in your life? I'm going to let you know. First off, one reason could be, based on my first question, the power of life and death is in your tongue. What does that mean? That means what you speak eventually becomes what is manifested in your life. If you say, that's not in my budget, then it won't be in your budget. If you say, I'll never be able to live there, guess what? You sure won't be able to live there. 
If you say, I get this same cold every year about this time, you definitely are going to get that cold same time every year. If you are speaking negativity or when you speak negativity, your results become negative. And I hear you, that's not negative, that's the truth. Well, actually, the thing not being in your budget, the fact that you may get these cold symptoms at the same time every year, those are current facts. But how many of us know that facts are subject to change? The truth is, my God says, delight yourself in him and he will give you the desires of your heart. Truth is, my God says, give and it shall be given, good measure given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That means abundance. Truth is, my God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask according to, all that you ask or think according to the power, which is your level of faith, that worketh in me. But say negativity isn't your problem, okay? So you're speaking all positivity, you're walking in love, you're doing all these, all the things that we know that we're supposed to do. Then we go back to the question of your belief. Do you believe that God wants you to prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers? Do you believe that you are a lender and not a borrower? Do you believe that you have been anointed to heal the sick, to set the captives free, to preach the gospel to the poor? Do you believe that you sit at the right hand of the Father and you are joint heir with Jesus? Do you believe God delights in you? You should, because God loves you. You are his child. He wants your time and attention. Yes, you. Well, I've been grumpy today. He don't care. He knew before you got here he was going to be grumpy today and how long you were going to be grumpy today. He still wants your time. He still wants your attention. He wants to tell you and show you things of him and of his kingdom that your natural mind can't even fathom. You can't even imagine the things that your father wants to show you. Every promise written in his word is for you to have. We don't need healing in heaven. There ain't no sickness there. We don't need finances in heaven. Heck, the streets are paved with gold. You won't need him to make your enemies your footstep, your footstool in heaven because there's not going to be any enemies in heaven. Somebody you may think at this point in time is your enemy may be there in heaven with you, but when they're in heaven and you're in heaven, there ain't going to be enemies no more because none of that drama is going to be up there because Satan is not going to be up there. So you don't need all of those things for when you get to heaven. The need the promise of eternity or eternal life is for heaven. Health, wealth, victory over your enemies, those promises are for here. And your father wants you, yes, you, walking in them. You, me, every child of God. He wants us walking in those promises. And if he didn't want the walking in, us walking in those promises, they wouldn't be in his word. It says in Matthew seven eleven, if ye if ye then be an evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask of him? 
Meaning if you're willing to buy your kid the newest Jordans, if you're willing to buy your kid the newest cell phone at the age of 11, if you're willing to buy all the different things that your child desires to show them your love for them, and all things belong to God, how much more does he want to give unto you? How much more does he want to give unto us? You know, we get caught up in the idea of prosperity being a financial thing. And being in good health as your soul prospers, to me, my thought pattern is money is on the bottom rung of that ladder because you can have all the money you want. We've already talked about this before. You can have all the money you want, but if you're in poor health, you're not doing well, you got no peace. What does your money get you? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. To be prosperous is to be walking in health, walking in finance, walking in peace, walking in love, walking in joy. And God wants all those things for you because, again, everything written in the Bible are God's words. And those are words for you, as the acronym says, basic instructions before leaving earth. Those are the things that God wants you to know and wants you to live by. Life situations tend to leave us second-guessing God and what God says we can have and what we can do. You slip up, you mess up, get up. Don't stay down there, get up, because God's not looking at those things. The moment that you repent of those things, turn away from those things, you're right back in his graces. And not that you ever left his presence to begin with because he never lets us go, no matter how far away we walk from him. He's right there by our side, whether we realize it or not. He's right there with us. Every hair on your head is numbered. If you don't have any hair, he knew what the number was before that happened. He just likes rubbing you on your bald head, that's all. But he loves us. He delights in us. He takes joy in us. He wants to provide for us. He wants to take care of us, just like you want to take care of your children, old or young, even our grown-up children. We find ourselves wanting to take care of, wanting to be there for. And that's how God is. He is our Father, and he knows the life situations coming your way. So it's very important that you become saturated in and with God's word. Because, again, those words are speaking to you. The more you meditate on them, the more it gets into your heart. And the easier it is for you to believe them, and the stronger your faith becomes. Because guess what? God is no respecter of person. Anything you see any other child of God with, any other child of God doing, you can have and you can do. All you have to do is believe. Give your love give your time, give your attention so you can receive instruction and believe. It's that simple. His yoke is easy and his burden is light because he carries the burdens for you. Everything has already been paid for. You know, when the kids were younger, they used to um, have the the kids in um, POD used to talk about their Christian discount. And they're laughing and joking about the Christian discount, but we actually do have a Christian discount 
because Jesus paid it all for any situation, for any problem, for any ailment. Jesus took all those things away and made it possible for us to be the righteousness of God. God loves you, men and women, children of God. And he wants your time, and he wants your attention, and he wants to be able to show you, little old you, how much he loves you. He wants to show you that no matter what you've done, no matter how bad you think you are, that he's never gone anywhere from you. He's right there with you, arms outstretched, waiting for you to come running back to him, not because you are trying to get past whatever your thing is to trick him. No, because he wants to be able to embrace you, let you know, baby, that's okay, I got you. Does that give you a license to sin? No, it doesn't. But the word says that he makes a way out for us in any situation that we get into. He's already made a way of escape. He tells you, choose life. He flat out tells you, choose life. And life is with him in his love. You think you've got it going on right now with whatever you're doing in and of yourself? It's nothing compared to what you can have in God. Don't ever think that you've done anything so bad, so horrible, that he doesn't love you anymore, that he's not there. He'll be there when your own mom and dad are not there. He'll be there when your own siblings are not there, waiting to pick you up, cradle you in his arms and love on you. And ain't no loving on you going to be nothing close to what God can give you. Nobody in this world can love on you the way that your heavenly father can love on you. And he's waiting. He's waiting. Not for pretentiousness, not for second guessing. He's not a genie. He's a daddy. And he wants to love you. Father God, we just thank you for each and every heart on this line, God. Each and every heart that will hear this message, even if it's 20 years down the line, we ask, Lord Jesus, that you help them realize that you have them in mind, that when you got up on the cross, you had them in mind, that that's how much the Father loved us, that he gave his only begotten son for us, had him become sin, that knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God and that we might sit on your right hand with Jesus. We thank you and we praise you for each and every person, whatever their situation is, whatever they're going through, God. Help them to hear your voice. Help them to hear your heart crying out to them and let them come back. If they're already with you, let them get stronger in their walk with you, Lord Jesus. Help them to know throughout this day, Lord Jesus, that you have them on your mind. Help them to see your hand in the midst of every situation that they're going through, everything that they face throughout this day, throughout this week, throughout this year, throughout the remainder of their lives. Help them as they strive to get closer to you, to see you in the midst of it, Jesus. We just praise and we glorify you. We honor, we uplift you. We exalt you, we extol you, Lord Jesus. We ask again that you go down to Texas, Lord Jesus, and touch your people down there, Lord Jesus. Help them to know you've not forgotten about them. You've not forsaken them, Lord Jesus. You're right there. 
soothe their heart, soothe their minds, soothe their hearts and the minds of the bereaved, God. Anybody who's going through any kind of loss today, God, we ask that you move mightily in their lives, Lord, that they may feel your presence, God. We bind the enemy on any hand trying to come against them, trying to come against their heart, trying to come against their mind, trying to come against their body. We cast it down right now and put it back to the pits of hell. Satan, your assignment is canceled over the people of God this day and ever. We don't want nothing you got. We will walk with the Lord. We thank you and we praise you, Father, for your goodness and your grace and your mercy. This day endeavor, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, bless the Lord, saints of God. God bless you, woman of God. God bless you. I pray that we learn to control our tongue and listen to what that scripture said. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. And it quotes, because thou hast rejected knowledge. God has given us all we need, and the power of our tongue can bring it forth. Hey, beloved, this is your Apostle Keith Brooks, and we bless you this morning. Please, sir, please, ma'am, keep praying for those that are in need. We are all part of the body. We may not feel the effects of Harvey down there in Houston, Texas, but I guarantee you, beloved, we're getting some rain even now here. But let's pray for those because they are God's children. Even the wicked, I believe, is crying out to God at this time. But I believe our Father do have an ear to hear, so let's keep praying for them, pray for each other, pray for your leaders, pray for your church. I believe that God will answer your prayer. Hey, until Thursday morning, tell a neighbor friend, let's get on the prayer line and let's talk to God together and let's come in agreement. We will see some results in the earth. This is your Apostle Keith Brooks. I'll talk with you Thursday morning, God's willing. Have a blessed day. Godspeed.